it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Presents the pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwu Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 5.10 of the pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. In today's episode, you'll hear about the mentality needed to hit a game winner. In the first half, Coach Osborne will interview Kyle Mangus about his game winner against Shawnee State, as well as others throughout his career and what's going inside his mind both in the moment and as he watches the film afterwards. In the second half, senior Cannon Coffey will interview several players about playing alongside a player like Kyle and what it's like to see him hit a game winner. I'm joined now by Kyle Mangus. And Kyle, great to have you on, but you're no foreigner to podcast. You've been on, it seems like, a plethora of these in your time of being a collegiate athlete so far. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm getting used to it a little bit, and it's kind of funny because I'm an introvert, but um, <laughs> getting some experience definitely in college with interviews and podcasts, and, you know, I think it's awesome, puts me, you know, um, helps helps me to grow, pushes me out of my comfort zone, so, uh, yeah, it's cool, it's fun. Well, we're here to talk about your game-winning shots over the course of uh, really these this last season, but since you've been at Iowa, you've had five buzzer beaters or game tying shots or big time shots in the the last you know 10-15 seconds of the game but this past year you had three alone that were were huge shots for us uh and again we're not even talking about stuff in the the last minute we're talking about buzzer beater big time shots um when did all these buzzer beaters start for you as a, as a basketball player uh, they started in high school, actually, uh, towards the end of my high school career, junior and senior year. Um, I remember, you know, a, f- a few happening during during my junior season. Um, we played a lot of close games that year. Uh, went twenty five and two, and made it all, all the way to semi state. But we had a lot of close games along the way, and I think that's when it it, it all really began. Um, remember hitting some big threes and even some layups, even uh, sectional championship one that sticks out. Uh, the game was tied, and there was eight seconds to go. And um, you know, took they took we took the ball out and um, went down and, and got an and one. So um, I think that kind of really kicked things off. So one thing that's funny is um, my announcer actually called me Cardiac Kyle just because of all those moments late in the game. Um, he just said it seemed like I never got tired and always just stepped up to the challenge. So that's cool to look back on. Well, I can uh, attest to that firsthand in our three years that we've got to have together here. But before we get into these this past season's uh, big-time shots, I want to go back to uh, your freshman year at Marion. Uh, this ended up being a game-tying shot. But I know I was sitting there on the bench a little skeptical of, like, how in the world are we going to pull this thing off? What do you remember about that shot on the road at Marion your freshman year? Yeah, the funny thing was the play wasn't even drawn up for me. <laughs> It was drawn up for uh, Big Evan Maxwell because he was feeling it that game. So I remember we had kind of ran up. It was a side out of bounds play to get Evan open on the left wing. And he comes off and he's completely covered. So, I mean, that speaks to Evan. He could have just launched up a shot. And, like, I mean, he deserved to launch up a shot because, you know, he was feeling it. But uh, he saw that I was open and had some space. So he threw it to me. And I knew there was 
I knew there was a few seconds left, and um, I believe it was Wes Stowers who was Marion. He was their great point guard, and um, I, I took a dribble to the top because we needed a three, and I pump faked really hard and, and got him in the air, and he flew by me, and then you know had a, had a had a lot of space and just you know calmly sank it. So um, I remember that one for sure. It was a tough road game when we was down there in Marion, and we ended up pulling it out in, in overtime. I I think it was. Uh, and that's the thing about you, man. It's always seems like you're never sped up in those situations. But maybe one of my favorites that I've got to see was last year at the national tournament, Dakota Wesleyan. We're down. We had just blown a huge lead uh, in the second half. And tell us what you remember about that one. Yeah, that was a wild game, and it was basically, I mean, an away game playing there in, in South so Dakota true. versus Dakota Wesleyan. Uh, it was such a great environment. But I was banged up that game. I had a Turned ankle, like a bloody nose, a bloody elbow. So I was out there all wrapped up and hobbling around. But um, what I remember about that one is uh, Evan Maxwell came up to me with like four minutes left. And I hadn't been doing a whole lot in the second half. Um, he just like, hey, like we believe in you. We have confidence in you. And, you know, for someone to say that when, you know, you're not even really feeling 100% just gives you that jolt of energy and just that confidence that you can do any, like you can do anything. And, um, you know, there was seven seconds, I believe, and we had blown the lead. We were down two, um, you know, and again, just took it out from underneath and said, I got to go make a play. So <laughs> kind of what I remember for that um, was dribbling down with my left hand. And my first instinct was, oh, I have time to go all the way to the basket, right, and tie it up. But I could feel the, the defender kind of going back on his heels. And I was like, oh, wow, like I can do a step back going to my left. I feel comfortable with that shot. So kind of used my offhand, my right hand a little bit, um, just did a nice step back and, you know, just, just swished it. And it was surreal. It all happened so fast, but, you know, I'll never forget that. Just, you know, hitting a shot like that in a national championship or not a national championship, but national tournament is something, you know, you dream of. And you talking about Evan there a little bit, just, I think that was a, a special thing as a coach to watch because you have, Evan's a, a division one transfer from Kansas. You're coming in as an Indian all-star. You have two guys that, that could be the, the man on their team. But for Evan to be saying that to you, for, for you to be playing off Evan's strengths, like that's got to be a tough dynamic for, for two players to be willing to share the, the, the lead role, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Evan was a stud, obviously. He was, I mean, unstoppable down low and could also shoot. So for a guy like that, you know, to have confidence in you and want you to take the last shot, like I said before, like, that just makes you feel like you can do anything. And I think that speaks to the culture of our program. Um, we want to see each other succeed even more times than we want to see ourselves succeed. And, you know, that creates such a winning culture and a culture that's so fun to play in. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I just love it. I'll, I'll never forget that game for sure. So then fast forward to this this up or this past season, uh, we play at St. Francis. We're playing at IU East against Shawnee State. And then again, we're we're at Grace, and we were talking before we started recording. But all of these games that we've said, none of them have been at home. So yeah. unfortunate for you, you've never got the chance to to hit a game winner at home. But talk us through just St. Francis. Mm -hmm. That was a crazy game. Oh yeah. Going back on the film, I don't even think Coach Clark knew that we had won the game because mm -hmm. the shot clock and game clock were so close coming down the stretch. Yeah, that was. Another game that was just nuts. Just down to the wire again. I mean, we have so many games each year just down to the wire. And 
you just have to find, you know, the will to win inside you. And it's not, it's not always going to be pretty, but um, I remember that game had a high ball screen from Seth and, um, you know, you know, came off and didn't have a shot. They collapsed on me, saw no in the corner. And, um, you know, that's the thing where we all want to, I mean, if someone's open, we're going to hit him for the last shot. It doesn't matter who it is. So Noah can definitely hit that shot. So I'm throwing it to Noah in the corner. He, he shoots it. Um, looked good from my angle, but so I was just kind of standing in the lane, like kind of just like waiting kind of there for like a long rebound and it comes off, but it was weird because the, the shot clock buzzer went off. So a few people thought the game was over, including coach Clark, <laughs> who at that moment turned around. Um, and I know we have video of this somewhere, but we he do. turned around and grabbed his, his notebook and just kind of, you know, was hanging his head a little bit. And the ball pops to me in a lucky spot. And I just kind of like tip it in the air and rattles around the rim and just, and just drops and our, our bench goes crazy. And it was just a weird moment with the, you know, the different buzzers going off. Um, but yeah, that's For not sure. a fun one to remember. And perhaps one of the wildest ones was at Shawnee State this past oh. year. I mean, that was a crazy shot. Yeah, I mean, and that's that gets attributed to Noah and, and Spencer too because they had the ball, I mean, in the last seconds of the game. And Noah makes a great steal on their best player. This that was kid. a ridiculous stop. Yeah. Walled him up. That was unbelievable. This kid was getting buckets all game, and Noah stepped up to the challenge. He's our, I mean, he's our guy on the defensive end. And he said, I'm, I'm going to get a stop. <laughs> I, for some reason, I was just anticipating that. And anticipation is huge, I think, in the final moments of a game mm-hmm. where you can just feel something. And I, I could just kind of feel I was under the basket, but I was ready to go um, and run, chase after the ball. So he popped it loose. And I don't know exactly what happened, but Spencer, like, somehow dove for it, right? Got on the floor. I mean, that's a winning play right there in itself. And ball bounced in my direction. I caught it and kind of had a mental clock going on in my head and took a dribble or two. And they're really quick point guard cut in front of me. So I kind of had to do, like, a sidestep and then just launch it up. <laughs> it was almost like a Euro was, step into yeah, a double It was an awkward-looking shot from probably 25 feet or so. And, uh, and that one dropped. And that was huge because Shawnee State was one of the best teams we played all year. They yep. were unreal, just athleticism and skill. And so that was a good one. And then, obviously, at Grace, you're a hometown kid. And they probably love you up there, but they, they can't stand you at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's always fun going back home and playing Grace. Um, that's definitely highlighted on my calendar every year. I look forward to that. Just so many familiar faces in Warsaw, family and friends and um, just people in the community there. So uh, we always have good games when you go to Grace, super competitive. Mm-hmm. And, um, this one was a high-scoring game. Grace I mean, had an outstanding offense this year. and um, Comes down to the wire again, and I get a rebound. And we were down two, I believe, right? And we just ran a, a simple high ball screen with Seth to come off and make a play. And um, their guy went under the screen and had a really good look and just, you know, let it fly. And that's what will happen sometimes. You just, you know, where, where you can get to the spot and see, see the shot, that's what, that's what you take. So Kyle, you, you've had so many of these big-time shots, buzzer beaters, late-game shots. What's your mentality or what's going through your head in, in these moments that allow you to just produce but just stay so calm under pressure? Sure. Um, and it's my mindset that I try to keep for every play of the game. It's all about steadiness. So not getting too high, not getting too low. So you could make the last five shots. You could miss the last five shots. But you're going to have the mentality that no matter what's happened in the game so far, you put that behind you 
and you just lock in and you find that edge and you just say, I'm just going to be steady this play. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to go out there and, and make the right play. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, that's going to end up being the winning play. Is there one that sticks out the most, one that's your, your favorite? I would say that Dakota Wesleyan one because, I mean, just the national tournament and there was nothing like, I mean, just the adrenaline in that game. So, I mean, all of them were, were great, but I think that one stands out the most. Hey, Kyle, you, you've hit these game-winning shots, but it's got to be fun to, to go back to the locker room or just celebrate with your teammates when all of this when all of it settles. Yeah, that's such a fun part. When we get back to the locker room, you know, after a game-winning shot, whether it's mine or somebody else's, one thing that's kind of tradition is we always have the water bottles ready with water, <laughs> and our coaches come in and, like, act like nothing. And then all of a sudden, like, it usually starts with Coach Clark throws his notebook down, and we all just, like, go crazy, like, take our shirts off. And, you know, those are the those are the moments, like, it, it's what it's all about, you know, just celebrating with the people that you put all the hard work into, and you just go through life together. So... Those are the, those are the moments I'll never forget. Just you know, jumping and dancing around, and then even afterwards, like after these away games in the hotels, um, I'll never forget it. You know, just like recapping the moments together, and um, those have been emotional times. You know, happy emotional, but you know, just emotional times where we just you know are, are proud, you know, to be a part of the culture. And I think one of those moments that I remember was after that Dakota Wesleyan game, mm-hmm. going back to your your junior or your sophomore season there. Take listeners back to, to what that, that was like and just some of the emotion, like you said, that, that just was felt in that room. Yeah. Um, I was actually in bawling in tears, to be honest with you guys. Um, I just felt like overcome with emotion. Um, one, just like through the Holy Spirit that game. Felt like he just led me through that game. And then two, through my teammates. Um, just like I've, I mean, I've said it a couple times, but the fact that they believed in me when like I didn't believe in myself. Hmm. Like that just really got to me and it was hard for me to put it into words. And I just remember crying. And I mean, that's what our program preaches to being vulnerable with each other. You know, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like to show your emotions and just let it out every once in a while and let loose. Um, So yeah, those, those are what I'll remember too. And I think it's just, it's a testament to you, right? Like you came in here and JJ and Ben, especially the first year challenged you to really get outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then here you are, in tears, sharing with your teammates, uh, and you're pushing guys now to get outside of the, their comfort zone. Just the overall growth that you've had from where you were at to as a freshman to now to mm-hmm. then you taking on this challenge to lead these guys as a senior year, like you've come a long way. Yeah, when I was a freshman, I would I wouldn't show my emotions like that, or I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be like that after games. I wouldn't let loose, but that just shows. I mean, how much I've grown in this program and you know, what it, what it can do for everyone. Everyone can speak to that. Um, I mean, you, you get more comfortable with the team and um, you're able to just, you know, let out the emotions and how you feel. And the more guys buy in, then the more, again, they see you buying in and all of a sudden that allows them and triggers, hey, I get get the opportunity to, to buy in and do whatever it is that, that I'm being asked. And again, the rising tide lifts all boats and we all go to another levels and Again, you're just a testament of a guy that's come in and you've never been too cool or you've never been too smart or any of that to, to buy in and do what you're, you're being asked. And uh, I think not just myself, but the coaching staff and the community here, we love seeing you get the chance to succeed. So we've obviously talked about the shots you've made, but there's times in your career or in the past mm-hmm. where you maybe haven't made those shots. Uh, how do you handle those 
those situations when, when maybe the ball doesn't bounce the way you wanted it to. Yeah. Um, there is going to be situations like that. And those have happened here. I woo. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm tough on myself and especially early in my, in my career, I was super tough on myself and, you know, hard time getting over it. And I think that just comes, a lot of us athletes have that, you know, perfectionist mentality where we just, you know, if, if we don't get it right, then, you know, we just are going to be so tough on ourselves and, you know, put all of our identity into that one missed shot, you know, just that one missed play. So, um, I've been able to, you know, to get over that. And, uh, you know, I think that just goes back to the, to the consistency. And I mean, my teammates having, having, you know, belief in me that, um, you know, whether I make or miss a shot, they're going to love me the same. My parents, my family, they're going to love me the same. And whether I make or miss the shot, you know, so that's what I just try to think. And I encourage, you know, other athletes to do the same in their sport. And it is so easy to just have our identity be wrapped up in performance or, or what we're doing. Um, but again, I think that's, as Coach T talked on a previous episode, this kind of concept of line versus box. Like if it's just about if we make shots or miss shots being in or outside the box, that really doesn't fall in line with what we're trying to do here. It's just this continual growth, right? And if perfection is the key, we're never going to be fully satisfied with that because we're never going to get there. But sure. kind of as you're saying, we get the opportunity to continue to grow over time. Well, with that, I'm sure there's times where after a game, you want to at least go back and watch mm-hmm. a game winner. What's it like going back or, or why have you gone back and watched some of those games over time? I have gone back and the biggest reason I do is to watch reactions from other people, especially <laughs> especially our bench. So, like, I'll give you an example. In that Dakota Wesleyan game, uh, Trevor Harrell, who's he's been my roommate, he's one of my best friends, um, he jumped, like, five feet off the ground. And, like, Trevor, okay, he's only probably 5'10", 5'11". <laughs> there's a picture of he absolutely skied. Like, his vertical is, is unreal. So, I mean, and, like, his facial expressions are – people's facial expressions <laughs> are always funny to look at. One that sticks – I mean, I always watch my mom because she just goes absolutely berserk. She's my number one fan, and um, you know, just watch. It. Even my dad too. My dad's kind of funny because he's so like even keeled and like doesn't show much emotion, and like he'll even go nuts too. So like, it's fun to go back and just see like the impact that you can have, um, just like the joy you can bring other people, mm-hmm. and joy you can bring. You know, Iwu students and like, um, just like yeah, Iwu students' reactions are funny too. But um, just the joy that you can bring people is huge. Well, I can attest to that, Kyle. It's been a joy to watch you perform over your time here and not just throughout the course of the game but especially in these these big situations these late shots these buzzer beater types and when we come back we're going to get the chance to hear from some of Kyle's teammates what it's like playing with them and what it's like watching him succeed in some of the biggest moments this podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an IM third culture in a basketball program but IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I am third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I am third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. 
visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the second half. This is Cannon Coffee, and I'm joined by fellow seniors Trevor Harrell and Tanner Rubio, as well as freshman Tim Adudukasi. All right, so let's get right to it. So, what was your favorite Kyle moment of the year? It will be our first question, all right? Trevor, we'll start with you. I mean, you've played with Kyle for three years, and, um, I mean, you've seen him make a lot of big plays since his freshman year, but um, which play or which game stuck out to you this year? Yeah, so uh, my favorite moment comes from the the moment he broke the all-time scoring record. Mm -hmm. Um, After the game, we were just sitting in our dorm room, and we were just talking about the game, and just like we did every night. Uh, and I told him how proud I was of him and how, how happy I was. And he told me after the game that that was the only time in his career that he had ever thought to himself, there's no way I'm passing this ball. <laughs> and, for, <laughs> and for scoring as much as he does, as consistently as he does, uh, this speaks to not only how talented he is at scoring, but how selfless he is when he has had every right to be selfish in that area of this game. Yeah, uh, I knew this sure. wasn't an accolade that he wasn't necessarily chasing, but he let it come to him naturally. And this record was an achievement for, or this was an achievement that was selfishly sought after, but uh, rather Kyle just being Kyle and letting the game come to him as it does so easily. Definitely, man. Definitely. Tanner, being a first-year teammate with Kyle, what was your favorite Kyle moment on the court this year? Man, I mean, just to piggyback off of that, that night was just really special, especially just being able to learn about the history of this program and, you know, guys that have had scoring records before that. But I remember a moment in that game, um, people knew he was inching in on the record and I kind of knew, I knew about it too, but I didn't know how many points he had in the game or how close he was. And I remember there was like, I don't know how much time was left in the game, but coach Clark pulled me aside during a free throw and he said, Hey, Kyle's six points away from history. He's like, don't just give him the ball and like get out the way. But just, like, try to get him points within the flow of the offense. So I was like, okay, yeah, I got you. Next four sets I called, I said, get Kyle the ball. Bro. <laughs> so I was just I, – I forget the plays I called, but I just said, you know, this play for Kyle, this play for Kyle, this play for Kyle. And he scored on every single possession. Yeah, he was going week. off, man. He was going off. And it was – like just watching that, you just understand. You just see how special of a player he really is, and um, just being his teammate all year. Like I was only a, a one-year teammate with him, but you know, not only is he our leading scorer and all the accolades speak for himself, but you know, he's one of the hardest-working guys I've ever seen. Just being his teammate, so that was that was a pretty special night for sure. Definitely, man. All right, Tim, what you got for us? What was your favorite Kyle moment this I year? I mean, I think uh, a lot has already been said, but I think just for me. I think Michael just kind of set the example. Uh, we was this one time just after another practice. You know, Mango already killed in the practice as usual. Not much of a surprise. <laughs> I mean, the kind of moves he was just he was making. I was like, who is this guy? He's just someone else. Yeah. So uh, I asked him after whether he would be able to willing whether he'd be willing to teach me some of those moves. He didn't even hesitate. You know, he didn't even think selfishly like. Oh, I can't tell my secret and stuff like that. He was just willing to help me grow my game as well. So I think just to, you know, kind of reiterate what TJ said, the guy just doesn't have one, you know, bit of selfishness in his body. So he's always willing to help others grow. And he's just always willing to love on his teammates as well. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think the one that that I keep thinking of is the uh, the Shawnee State buzzer beater, where oh, you know, oh, my God. it was just like, yeah. <laughs> man, he hit buzzer beater after buzzer beater this year. But that one always comes back to mind because it was like back and forth, back and forth game, and then all of a sudden, man, before we know it, we're celebrating the locker room, and Kyle hit a one-legged runner three at the buzzer, and I just remember that game because it was just like a physical, tough game, and then. You know, sure enough, Kyle comes out and, and hits a runner um, at the buzzer. We were just kind of all going crazy. And, it, um, man, I felt like that was really a turning point in our season. Um, so a couple of you guys have kind of touched on this already. And, um, like, obviously Kyle can do some super special things on the court. Um, but what do you feel like makes Kyle Kyle for who he is off the court? Um, I mean, he's a great teammate, and it's been fun playing with him. And we can all talk about his humility but what else, like, is there any way that he's impacted you personally off the court? Um, and Trev, we'll start with you. I know you've been his roommate. And um, if, is there anything else that kind of sticks out to you about who Kyle is as a person? Yeah, I would say uh, first thing is his uh, humility. But, um, I mean, you touched on that pretty much. But I, I would say, like, the joy that you can see he has mm-hmm. uh, when he plays. You know, there's a, there's a lot of times when he can get upset or get frustrated if he's not getting his, his number of shots that he wants or whatever. But, um, you know, he's never he's never been upset after the games, you know, talking to him. And, and even during the games, he's never been frustrated, yeah. um, you know, for not getting enough shots. And he never talked about his game or, like, how well he played or he never, like, boasted about himself. And I think that's what still surprises me the most mm-hmm. and will definitely have the biggest impact on me and, uh, that's what I'll remember Kyle for the most in years to come. For sure, man, for sure. Tanner, what do you got? Uh, I think the biggest thing, like Trevor touched on it, just his humility and yeah, uh, honestly, his willingness to serve. Definitely. I mean, I, that, that took me by surprise. I mean, I didn't get to do any mission trips or anything with that uh, or anything of that nature with you guys, but um, he's always, he's always very, he's very active in the community. Like, I remember him. I said, hey, what do you got going on today? He's like, oh, I'm having lunch with a professor. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, it like, he actually loved building genuine relationships with people and going out of his way to, you know, help people move. I remember he, he went and helped uh, somebody move out of their house. And it's just like, like he's, he could very well be a selfish individual. But like Trevor said, like his humility and his willingness to serve, he just, he has a big heart for other people. And mm-hmm. it, it was evident, yeah. especially being his teammate. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I love that about Kyle. Tim, Tim, what do you think, man? I think for me, most of you guys are, are older than Kyle, but me coming in as a young guy, I think there's just so much that I will learn from Kyle as well. And I think one thing you realize being around him, the way that the team is, he's a, he's a man of few words, but those few words are normally so profound that they kind of just lost with you and everything mm-hmm. like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just like every ounce of knowledge that I can pick up from Manco, I'm always going to hold on to it. So I've just kind of appreciated the wisdom that he's willing to share with others because that humility and that like selflessness alongside that wisdom just makes it so much more easier to want to learn from him and being around him and everything like that as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah, it's so it's so easy to cheer for a guy like him and support a guy who – just walks with humility with all the things that, you know, he, like you said, you could be selfish about and, you know, boast in the things that he's won, things that he's done. But, I mean, he's just set a great example for those around him and just how he how he interacts with people and how he goes about his day. So this is what we're going to end with. Um, it can just be a brief 
brief uh, one to two sentence thing. So um, we'll start with the seniors. So we'll start with Trev. And and as we would as we move on, um, what do you say to Kyle to encourage him to kind of fully step into this role as a leader next season for this team? Um, I would say first off, you're a pit man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I was just telling like, don't let the outside noise affect you. Yeah. Uh, I know you feel like a, a lot of pressure um, coming into your senior year um, and winning all, all the things that you want. Um, just put your head down and keep doing what you, you've been doing. Uh, and that's work hard and stay humble. Uh, keep leading by example uh, in practice and conditioning uh, in the weight room, you know, on the court, whatever it is that you do. Um, and don't leave any regrets behind. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much all I would say. I'm, I'm proud of you. I love you, and I'm really excited to watch you in your, in your senior year. Tanner? Well, Trevor took all the good ones. No, I think the biggest thing for Kyle is just, you know, I'll just tell him, hey, just keep being Kyle, man. Everybody loves you. We love we cheering you on. You know, everyone's your biggest fan. No one's a bigger fan than your family, and like we all, we're all happy for your success. But I mean, the biggest thing I would say, just to challenge him, going into his senior year, is you know, continue to use that platform to bring glory to the Lord, and just you know, use that platform to build even more relationships with other people. I mean, he doesn't understand, you know, the impact he has on so many people, just in a positive way. And I would just say, continue to use that and just love on other people like you've never before. Just keep doing that. Tim. Uh, I think I would say, like Mango, everyone knows the the skill and talent that you have. It's beyond this world. But as your teammate, I'm not there to just let you bear it by yourself. I'm always going to be there to support you for this last year that you have. I'm always going to be there by your side. So, you know, just be willing to... You have, you're that leader for us this year, but don't worry, you're not by yourself. We're going to love you through it, and we're going to push you through as well. So always here for you. Man. Yeah, man. I, I think I'd say a lot. I'd echo a lot of what these guys have said. And um, yeah, I think, you know, what Tim was saying earlier, guys are going to listen when you talk. So um, I think, yeah, Kyle, just continue to lead and, and be able to uh, speak life to these younger guys. And um, I think I think we can all say that we're excited for you to for your senior year and to, to see what happens and see, um, you know, how the Lord works through you and, and uses you through the game of basketball. So um thanks for tuning in and uh that's it for this week's episode on the next episode you'll hear about how a heart check played out both on and off the court amidst the team's win streak in the first half you'll hear a time in god's word and a conversation between coaches led to an influential time of prayer and how this heart check played out for coaches players and in a conference road game and in the second half, you hear from Michael Thompson and Luke Stevens about how this prayer time impacted them beyond the game of basketball. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask iWoo Hoops on a future episode, Hashtag Ask Hoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, 
First, find a way to be third.